live on ACN Track. Welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Go Greyhounds. James Broadhurst with you. Joining me, as always, Alexia Peche, Callum Robson. How are you guys? Good to be with you, James. Callum? Yeah, yeah, I'm going all right. You look a bit busy over there. Oh, yeah, just trying to do the final one. You're really excited about some news we've got happening for this weekend, Greyhound Racing here in WA. Huge news, huge news. What to Run us through it, Lex. What's going on? So tracks will be open from this Friday night um, and through the weekend. Friday night... Trucks are limited to 100 people and then back to mostly back to normal through the rest of the weekend. Indeed. So restrictions in WA are being eased down. We've kicked off with a Friday night, as you mentioned, Lex. Limited number of people uh, being able to turn up, the public that is. And then Saturday, more or less, just with a few a few restrictions that, that, as that, that are applied across the general public, uh, applied for the uh, Cannington meeting. So almost... Back to normal. Definitely uh, some good news. As though. of this weekend. Yeah, a lot of people very keen to get back to the track just as we go onwards, guys. Uh, it'll be the meetings from uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, which are open to the public at this stage. The other one's not open to the public at this point, but I imagine that'll change within a few weeks. So as of uh, next Wednesday, uh, people, people can come to, back to the track for the midweek meetings as well. So it's exciting news. Massive for Callum. You look stoked. Yeah, well, I'm booked in to go to Friday, so <laughs> Look at him, I'm, he's right in. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm right back into it. Um, he's one of those people, you know, when they have the sales, he's at the <laughs> doors of the, the shop before the they even open up. That's yeah, what that's right. well, they told me the they told me the gates open about six o'clock. I'll be there about five, just <laughs> waiting outside four. the door. All right, let's move on to what's happened over the past week. We've had a massive week. Um, Sound Groper final at Mandra. Let's discuss a bit of that. Callum. This Friday night, yeah. Tell them you'll be watching this live. I think I'm going to actually head down for that one as well tomorrow night. So a uh, couple of uh, nice wins last week in the heats, wasn't it? Uh, Thrift Minnelli, very quick. And uh, Veyron Star was the other heat winner there. Yeah, Thrift Minnelli's heat was definitely a lot better than the Veyron Star. thought Veyron Star was actually a little disappointing with the time that Veyron Star ran, but has drawn box one here. It's a very tricky race to do without odds because there is a bit of speed to Thrift's inside. But if Thrift lobs anywhere near them, even in if it's four lengths behind, I think Thrift will catch a lot of these and run them down. So I've got Thrift on top in that race. Uh, big mention to Harper's Hero again. Uh, we flagged this dog as a as a good dog. He ran into third at a big place price. I think he could probably do it again here. Uh, he can run home real strong and is a, definitely a dog coming through that's got a lot of ability. What about Veyron Star? You, you, you're not so keen from the heat, but uh, does get box one here in the final. Does that uh, influence you at all? Yeah, well, it looks to be your early leader. Um, Hello, I'm Rongo matched it early, but did stay off the fence last week. Veyron Star kicked up on the inside. That probably looks to happen again. I think if Steve Minnelli or Thrift got in behind Veyron Star, which I think could be likely in this race, I think they would run Veyron Star down. So, but... You know what you're going to get with Veyron Star? A decent beginner should be able to get up near the lead. And if there is trouble in behind, a 27-70 might be enough to win. Interesting. The connection to the Oaks, this race, both the Mandra and WA Oaks. Obviously, Veyron Star, Thrift Minnelli, both uh, key players in that series. I guess an indication of uh, what this race is, up-and-coming dogs, grades four and five, uh, and uh, you know WA bred. So a thread through from the, the Oaks series there. Exactly, and you've got Steve Minnelli who's been running behind Catch the Thief and not. So there's some good quality races, uh, good quality dogs in this race and should be an exciting race. I think 
Also, another one to mention is Weston Olive, who's drawn well in two. With Veyron Star using his early speed, Weston Olive should get the fence. It's got a wide runner in three and can run home real strong. So perhaps... A final to look out for. Uh, well, fi- certainly a final to look out for. Perhaps uh, Thrift finally getting some silverware in the trophy has been threatening uh, over the past couple of months. Lex, that's Friday night, race six on Friday night, the uh, Sandgroper. Lex, Saturday night, another big final. It is Paradise Street Trophy. Uh, we've got Banjo's Girl and Cindy's Oliver to look out for. Callum's got a bit of uh, a funny feeling about this one, though. Yeah, I actually like Banjo's Girl here. Uh, if Flake Manelli in six is probably going to be your early favourite. No, just just uh, back up the truck, buddy. <laughs> what about this win of Cindy Zolliver? 30-34, thank you very much, over the 600-metre journey. Banjo's girl, a good run to win uh, his heat as well, but uh, her heat as well. But you, Whoa, whoa, whoa. So that means it's going to be pretty tight. <laughs> well, the way I map it, I don't have Cindy Zolliver anywhere near the lead. I think it might get into a bit of trouble in this race. I've James got, strongly disagrees. <laughs> I've got Banjo's girl out in front running around the... Uh, 3465 and uh, interestingly enough if you look back at the stats Banjo's go actually ran home quicker than Cindy's Oliver last start so I think if those two if Cindy's Oliver gives a start I think it would do a good job running down Banjo's girl I don't think Flake Manelli has the greatest map I think another one at big odds that can run a race here is Inversion was very good last week gets box one should hunt up the rail and be thereabouts yeah indeed Inversion from box one certainly the, the danger to the big three uh, which are all Box next to each other, race four, uh, boxes four, five, and six, the Banjo, Cindy's, and Flake. Flake, I think, may struggle to lead uh, from out there. Yeah, uh, she may do. She would look to come across and sit in behind Banjo's girl, but there is speed in one, two, and three, so whether Flake can cross those dogs as well was another question. The good thing for Flake is Banjo's girl is a wide runner, so if Flake did get behind Banjo's girl, she should get a run up the fence quite conveniently. And should be able to run to her potential. We'll be speaking to Michael Johnson later on about uh, Banjo's girl. Uh, he's on the show. Also speaking to him about counting Kuna. Counting Kuna with a track record over the uh, 275-metre journey. That was on Sunday. Comes up this week on Saturday night against my boy, Einsteinium. Einsteinium. It's who, about uh, time you mentioned That's him. right. Who won uh, first up. At Cannington uh, last week, uh, uh, despite Callum, you not really rating the Greyhound. Yeah, well, it seems a common theme that you like over <laughs> that you like uh, overplayed Greyhounds. We have Campini, <laughs> Campini's number one in your shareholders, Ouch. and that's probably the most o- overrated Greyhound in WA. Now we've got Einsteinium. So wow, um, in a second, but someone ran fourth. <laughs> Busted the root. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I wasn't that enthralled with his run last week on Steinium. I thought Heaps of Kuna was a lot better run. Now, Heaps of Kuna is a decent dog, but without being uh, a superstar. And for Heaps of Kuna to get within that uh, that distance of uh, Steinium, which is about uh, just under a length of the finish line, I think that's a little bit of a worry. Now, I don't think Einsteinium is a 380 dog, so I don't understand why they're racing it over 380 and not 405, but um, I'm not a trainer. Well, would that not just mean... It could potentially go up. Well, it's had the, already had the wins at uh, the 405 at Mandra. I think uh, maybe being a little bit harsh on the dog there, Cal. The, he tends to get like that. He does, yeah. He's very harsh critic. Uh, coming back after a couple of months break, I think it might have needed the run. It did. It started brilliantly and uh, perhaps faded a little bit. But I think it will be stronger and better for that run uh, last weekend. Does As we mentioned, comes up against uh, Counting Kuna. 
this week. How do you see that clash? Well, there's a lot of speed in this race, which doesn't bode well for either of the dogs. Uh, County Cooner is drawn well in eight, likes to use a little bit of the track, but the box eight over 380 is a funny box. You sort of get, you sort of lose a length straight out of the boxes with the way the boxes start. So County Cooner is going to have to be on uh, best behavior in that race. There's a lot of speed in five, skip the line, and six, rip and rock set, which could be Einsteinium's undoing. Uh, it looks a very messy race. I'd probably lean to County Cooner on top at the moment, but. Uh, I'll be interested to see what prices the five and the six are in the race. All right. Well, that is the opening race there at Cannington on Saturday. And I suppose, Lex, we'd better let him. He's, he wants to talk about it. Go on. Chat about it. Yeah. Well, we have the biggest race of the night. Uh, Buster <laughs> the Brute in the in the 5.20 free-for-all. He draws box one again, which is good. Uh, Joker Poker in two is a dog that's a quick beginner, likes to use a lot of the track, should give uh, Buster the Brute the green light. <laughs> <laughs> if Buster the Brute can... <laughs> can get clear running. Uh, I think he'll take a lot of catching, but if Joker Poker sits on the outside, I think Joker Poker may nab us late, but hopefully, I think we'll definitely put four links on Joker Poker down the back, and it's where the Buster Brute can hang on. If you've never tuned into this show before, Callum has a special interest in Buster Brute in that he's one of the owners, so that's why he always talks about this greyhound. And it's been a running joke that he that's doesn't right. go on a show without mentioning <laughs> Buster, right. so now we've put a sound effect to Buster's name. That's right. And for Callum, hopefully that sound effect comes true this weekend, doesn't it, Callum? Yeah, hopefully. All right. Well, that's uh, what's coming up this weekend. Plenty of uh, big racing, guys. Now that the track's uh, back open to the public, I suggest we have a Go Greyhounds night, three of us. On you? Drinks on you? Yeah, uh, yeah sure. Why not? <laughs> you, you like water, don't you, Lex? Uh, <laughs> uh, all three. We have a triple date. Cal, you can bring the lovely Taylor. Uh, Lex... Hamish, come along. Sure, we'll invite him. I won't have it. I can bring my mum, but uh, we can have a You have can a great, bring Rob. We can bring Rob, the producer. Cool. That's right. That, that sounds good. Uh, maybe, what do you think, guys? Maybe we can go when uh, Alexa's new dog comes along. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, let's drop the breadcrumbs, but we're not saying anything yet. <laughs> All right. Leave that for another time. That's a story for another time. Absolutely. Coming up after the break, we've got Michael Johnson. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. And Diana Renthal sees them all, but Banjo's girl off and running down the back. Out by five lengths in second place was Diana Oscar making ground around the outside of Goblin Manelli, then followed by Chimera Manelli. Go get him, bingo. Well back behind them, Snickers Manelli, but off the back, and Banjo's girl says, catch me if you can. Out by six lengths in second place was Diana Oscar, then followed by Chimera Manelli, but Banjo's girl whips them, and she wins by seven lengths. Second goes to Chimera Manelli. Banjo's girl, Paradise Street Trophy heat winner over the weekend, and Michael Johnston joins us now. Michael... Thank you for joining us. Ah, no worries at all. Michael, nice Banjo's Girl going into this weekend, pretty big weekend ahead. What do you make of that? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, it was a great result for her. Um, she drew a good box and uh, she jumped really well, which um, is obviously vital. And um, we were hoping there'd be a little bit of interference um, behind her and it sort of worked out perfectly, really. And... Um, yeah, she won well, so uh, yeah, great thrill to have her uh, in on Saturday night. The final looks to be pretty well set up. You've got Cindy's Oliver. You'd expect Banjo's Girl to jump out quicker than Cindy's Oliver. And importantly, Banjo's Girl was actually quicker home than Cindy's Oliver. So the race looks to pan out pretty well. Has she come through the run pretty uh, well? 
Yeah, she, she, Cal, she is very sound. Um, she races week in, week out and loves it and um, always seems to pull up yeah, 100%. So, um, yeah, she's as good as she can be going into the final. Um, but, you know, you just it just comes down to a lot of luck in the end, doesn't it? You picked up the dog. Actually, when did you pick up the dog? Was that late last year? Uh, it's actually, um, she raced in the heat to the birthday cup um, at Mandra in January, right. and then yeah. I, I sort of took her after that. And um, yeah, she had a couple of months off and um, came back. So yeah, f- she's been going well for me. Pretty yeah. much, not long after you came in the kennel for you, you made the the, the Perth Cup final with her. As you mentioned, around that time, you, you took a bit of time with this greyhound to, to get her used to your system, but to obviously paying dividends now for you? Yeah, she's, um, yeah, she, she um, when Rod had her, um, before I took over, you know, she had a very good record. Um, I was um, sort of, she turned up in very good condition as well, but, you know, like she, she her film would just tape it off, so I just thought I'd give her a bit of a break and... Um, yeah, as you say, um, get her used to the way I, I do things, and um, yeah, she's since coming back. She's I think she's probably raced basically every week for the last probably four or five months. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's worked really well. Michael, before Greyhounds, you were working as a private investigator. How did you make your way into Greyhounds from that interesting field of work? Um, well, I've always been a punter, and. Um, I used to spend, like, before the days of online betting, I used to spend a lot of time at the Joondal Up TAV when I used to live up that way. And um, I actually I met a guy there called Craig Ryan, and he he was involved um, in, I think, about at the time, he had about shares in about nine different um, greyhounds that were raced. And um, I was just talking to him and said, look, if ever you, you need someone to come in um, as a part owner, I'd love to. And... Uh, few months later um he actually was offered a dog from victoria called bella's angel and no one else in the syndicate apparently wanted to go in so him and i went halves in it and um yeah, we paid a thousand dollars for her and she ended up um oh she won the sydney cup and i think she i think she won pretty much a hundred thousand dollars so so i was sort of hooked after that you've done the classic uh transition from punter to owner to trainer haven't you but speaking of Bella's Angel obviously one of the progeny of that uh, greyhound was uh, another very well-known greyhound by the name of Surgeon which uh, you owned. Yeah when um, when Bella's Angel retired um, Craig um, I actually bought Craig out of it to um, uh, he needed money to he was building a new home at the time and um, that's when I sort of made the decision to move down to Nambil up in a greyhound property and, and, and breed. And um, it was, well, apart from him, it, was a, it wasn't very successful. She, I think you know, I had her probably inseminated six or seven times and I think she produced a total of about five pups, I think. Um, but, yeah, she is best known for surgeon won the Melbourne Cup, so... Um, that was all worth it in the end. We cannot let you go without mentioning that race and and the, the well, this the, I guess the, clamour, shall we say, or the uh, the talk around uh, that greyhound and, and that race specifically. Well, well remembered oh, by a lot great of punters. Drama. Yeah, <laughs> great drama. That's the word I was looking for. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I mean he um yeah, he wasn't the most genuine dog and in the in the um semi uh, the semi final um the week before he he got to the lead too early, he sort of pulled up a little bit and the stewards were bumming and ahhing about letting him start and eventually they agreed to let him start and um yeah, if anyone watches the replay, uh you see right on the, the line he he does the wrong thing to to the to the leader as he was going past, but um, yeah, look at they they pay on first past the post. There's no protest, <laughs> so um, you know I was, we were lucky. I mean, and it w- was a big difference between running first and second, so I was glad he won because that was the end of his career after that. So, well, some people called this dog the fastest do- fastest dog they'd ever seen. What did it feel like to you know be a part of that? Yeah, I think um, yeah, a few people have said that. Um, but you know, there's there's just as many people that would argue another dog. So, you know, I, I, I he was he, he was super quick. But ah, oh, you know, that, that it's just people's opinions, and everyone's entitled to their own. I have to ask, what was um, you know, investigating in dogs? Were there any parallels between the two? No, not really. Except um, that James Broadhurst is probably on your watch a fair bit. <laughs> Steady on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, no, no. There was nothing, nothing similar there. And I, I never, um, for, you know, all the time I was involved in in owning dogs, I, I never ever thought I'd leave my job. Um, but um, it's funny how how life changes. And and now, you know, I don't. I'm for a while I was training dogs and, and working as well. Um, but now I've sort of given the work away and and just sort of concentrate more on the dogs. So. Um, if you had told me that 20 years ago, I would never have believed you. But, you know, you just don't know what's around the corner in life. It's a big life transition, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it, it, it's not easy training dogs, you know, just because of the, uh, you know, obviously they need looking after seven days a week. I don't have any staff. Um, so it's up at 6 o'clock every morning, you know, rain, hail or shine. And, um, yeah, it's not easy, but... Um, but you know, if you if you love the dogs and enjoy being around them, and um, and you know, there's obviously the challenge involved. You know, I enjoy that side of it. So, yeah, I have no regrets. Well, Callum loves six a.m. start, so we'll send him your way in a few months. How does that sound? Sorry, who was that? We'll send Callum your way in a few months. He loves getting up at six a.m. No, oh, I can imagine. Oh, God, those punters. They, don't, they just get up when they feel like it. They yeah. do a bit of form and, oh, I wish I had that life. It's <laughs> <laughs> better well, than mine. Well, speaking of punning, uh, heaps of Kuna. I wasn't the only one on last week. Uh, the race on Saturday looks really, uh, really good for this dog from box five. Should probably get near the lead and be beating this lot. Yeah, I think um, we actually backed him as well on Saturday. I, 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 I didn't really realise that that Einsteinian would... Um, begin like he did um he hadn't sort of begun like that at mandra so um but yeah i was still really pleased with the run of um of our dog and and yeah i just looked at the field um prior to coming on actually and um i see he's the only one who's broken 22 in the race so um yeah i think he's he's well drawn in the middle there and yeah look you know i'd expect him to go very close speaking of einsteinium uh, you take on that greyhound again uh, this week uh, with uh, Counting Kuna, another one of your greyhounds. Uh, Counting Kuna, of course, uh, just recently breaking the 275 track record at Cannington. Uh, was first up after a break. The, the previous form maybe wasn't so 
convincing, running, finishing eighth and eighth uh, before that break. Uh, what's been the turnaround there, mate? Oh, I just think, look, um, being honest, he, you know, he's not the most genuine dog, and he's another um, surgeon, perhaps. Well, you know, he's not as bad as him. Um, <laughs> Alex good. Bentley probably is, yeah. mate. Yeah, I'm getting a bit of a you know, complex about it. But <laughs> he, um, no, we, we actually, we, when I when I bred the litter, um, the mother Lelicious, she was she was won multiple races um, in Victoria at Sandown, and she was very fast. But I think she had a few problems herself. So you always there's always a risk there, and um, you know, yeah, look. <laughs> I think he did, I think he got 28 days at one stage, but um, you know he his first sectionals over the 400 were in the fifth 650s, and obviously a dog has to have a lot of speed to be able to do that. And um, I, I yeah I, I decided to take him up to Cannington and trial him. He had a couple of trials over the 275, and he, he chased really really well. And um, so obviously we decided to start him there last Sunday and. Uh, and yeah, he broke the record, which was great. I just, I just hope that um, you know he's matured enough and and he's switched on now, and um, that he can just go on with it. And you obviously confident to step him up over the distance. Obviously he enjoys the breaks though, because last time he came off a break, he he won three straight. So maybe that sort of dogs that does need the regular freshen up. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, I think the, um, the previous break was an enforced one, mate. Twenty eight days. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, it was it was interesting because um, you'll you'll probably know Paul Stewart's a very wise man, and um, when I when I trialled um, um, Counting Cooner up at, up at Cannington for the first time, he was watching, and uh, I was speaking to him afterwards, and he he sort of indicated to me that he thinks the Fernando Bale um, dogs are better suited on two turn tracks, and I'd never sort of thought about that before um, and it could be that he just prefers like um, a two-turn track, I don't know, but I'm hoping he goes on with it anyway. So. Right. Yeah, we're well, certainly looking forward. It should be an interesting race uh, there, race one on Saturday. Before you go, mate, you are part of the, the golf group, the social golf group. We've got uh, Callum, who is a bit of a dab hand at the old golf himself. He is desperate <laughs> to get in on this game that you guys have got, have you got? Can we can we fit him in? Like, is there any way we can get him in? He's good at golf. We already yeah. asked. It all, it all depends how good he is, mate. Because we all chip in fifty bucks, and it's winner takes all. So um, yeah, we play in pairs, but you know, there's 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 generally a pot of four or five hundred up for grabs. So um, he's probably not welcome if he's any good, mate. To be honest, because we're not much chop. All right, I'll work on making him really really bad at golf, and then I'll send him your way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, no. If he's if he's keen, um, we uh, sometimes we're short a player, so uh, we'll have to um, give him a call. It's just embarrassing how how he just keeps bringing it up all the time. It's just uh, it's outrageous. It's, uh, anyway, we uh, are looking forward to seeing your dogs go around. Big weekend ahead, Michael. Uh, best of luck uh, with all the race you got coming up. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. Thank you, Michael. Callum, we've, look what we've done for you. Oh, I know, yeah, just more live stitch-ups. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After the break, uh, we'll be talking to you, Cal, and Lex will be asking you some form and analysis questions. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. 
live on ACN Track. You're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Go Greyhounds here on SEN Track. Callum, we've come to our your favourite segment of the show where I get to ask you questions and you get to take the stage and shine. Is that right? bit like Buster, yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> there it is. All right, so we're going to chat today a bit about times or split times over the track and what that sort of means for you as a punter and what you'd look for. Um, so talk about it in the progression of early, mid and the finish. What does that even mean? Yeah, so early speed's the most important part of a dog race. Working out the early map it, um, is very important. There's a stat uh, that 80% of dogs that lead go on to win the race, which obviously provides uh, good value for if you can find the leaders, but it is a challenge finding that early leader. So the first thing you want to look for is the direct speed out the boxes. So this is the speed that the dog's producing within the first 5 to 10 metres of the race. Uh, this is important, especially for bend starts. You want the dogs that are really electric out of the boxes in the first 10 metres on the bend starts. So if we look on Saturday, a Banjo's girl really flies out of the boxes and pings. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dog's suited to a bench start. Um, and then you compare that to dogs that muster. They're important for the 405, 520 starts where they've got a good about 90 metres to work with. So um, dogs like Buster the Brute, he's more preferred on a... on a. We'll, uh, let, we'll let him go this time without a touching. <laughs> on, a, on a 520 or 405 start where he can wind up and... Uh, get a bit of time to get to his top speed. So if we look at the 600 race on Saturday, direct speed out of the boxes, Banjo's goes really quick out of the boxes. Flake Minnelli's not too bad out of the boxes, but the dog that's not that quick out of the boxes and takes a while to wind up is Cindy's Oliver. Now, but this dog is looking to be a, a pretty do pretty good in this race. Exactly, yeah. I think it'd be one of the favourites, but I think with the map and we can look at the direct speed out of the boxes, it's going to need room to move. Now, Flake Minnelli's drawn outside, who's quicker early, which may provide a bit of a challenge for Cindy Oliver to get the right run through and may give Banjo's Girl a big start. So that's why I prefer Banjo's Girl in the race because you know what you're going to get. Should be out, out should be out leading, can run a decent time. And as we said, that stat earlier, 80% of the dogs that lead go on to win. In a distance race, though, early speed, not quite as important? Not quite as important, but you still want, um, like any race, uh, you still want position on your, on your rivals. And when you're going into the mid of the race, the middle of the race, how do you look at their speed then or is that just how they hold? Um, so not, I'm not looking at so much speed mid-race. It's more looking for what the dogs do. So some dogs don't like the tight bends at Cannington, so I'm looking for dogs that may not handle the bends. And if they're going wide around the bends or not handling the bends, they're going to slow down. So an example last night was Crown Manelli. Uh, doesn't handle the Cannington bends and does really slow down around the bends. And other dogs that handle the bends better are going twice as quick around them and can loop him. Also, I'm just looking at basic, whether they run off the rail or on the rail. That's important to weigh up whether a dog that's sitting behind is going to get the right opportunity to run past the dog. So if a dog's going to run off the rail, it's more likely to get caught purely because the dog behind it will probably use the rail and can rail up underneath. Take all the shortcuts. I must admit, when trainers talk to me, when I interview them and they talk to me about mid-race sections, my eyes kind of glaze over, not because I don't think it's important, but it's like... I look at mid-race sections like, oh, my gosh, that's another piece of information. There's already all these other bits of information you have to calculate uh, into your into your selections. Mid-race speed is like, oh, that's just another complicating factor. So I tend to ignore it, but you're saying you, I should maybe um, 
pay more attention to it because it is important. In certain circumstances, so for example, I'm going to bring up again the Buster the Brute race. Uh, if Buster the Brute and Joker Poker are, le- <laughs> are level pegging into that first, into that, into the first corner, Buster the Brute because he's got a uh, great mid race speed. He's probably one of the quickest uh, mid race dogs in the state. He's got the equal quickest time if we can take out the other dogs in the um, that have come over. Um, he can put four lengths on um, a Joker Poker. It's just at the back end, Joker Poker will likely fight back. So the mid-race is also psychology. If Joker Poker sees Buster Brute put four lengths, how's, how's Joker Poker going to react to that? So, Okay, you, you might be able to put a dog away, basically, exactly. uh, yeah, in that period. Okay, what about the, uh, the late race, uh, Powering Home? Yeah, so late splits are ones that everyone likes to look at. Everyone likes a flashing mm. light run. Um, I That's used... when you hear people screaming. Go. Yeah, Go. yeah, yeah. Well, it's eye catching, is it? Like early, early speed and late uh, speed are eye catching, right? So, yeah. So you'll hear everyone talk about Cindy's Oliver just because it runs on over <laughs> five, five twenty and storms home. I like late. you've got something in for this. But anyway, <laughs> well, he was looking at me as he said, "Is like you know, like I've been sucked into some conspiracy on the fastest dog uh, from the heats." So anyway, continue. But I think <laughs> when you're doing form, it's important to look at the final splits, especially when a dog's stepping up in distance. So. Uh, for example, tonight, uh, Mead Reader stepping up from the 405 to the 490. Now, my job's to work out whether the dog's going to run the 490. He ran home in uh, 1072. Mm-hmm. So I can use that uh, split and compare it to a dog that has run the 520. So, say, Fantastic Bronx, who ran a sub 30 over 520, uh, that dog went uh, 1072 uh, as well. So I can compare those two and come to the conclusion that I think Mead Reader is going to run a good 490. So moving up in the grade. What then becomes the most important part of their run in the new uh, distance? Up in grade, you have to take a little bit off early speed because likely up in grade, there's going to be dogs that can compete early speed with that dog. Um, so you are looking for the dogs that are more the complete package up in grade. In right. which case, boxes become uh, as even more important. Yeah, and movement out of the boxes is another big one that um, we can talk about next week. Left to right. Too much to cover. As always, as there's always. always a lot to look into, isn't but it? But we don't want to cut Callum off again like we do. So we're going to head to a short break and we'll be back to hear from Shorty and Callum for some tips over the next few days. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. And welcome back. Joining us, as he always does, David Short from Tab Touch. How are you, Shorty? Yeah, really well, thanks, JB. Lex Cal, great to be with you guys. Shorty, big win from Rapido Lass in the Winter Maiden Classic last night, wasn't it? Certainly was, yeah. Drawn to perfection out there in the fairy floss. Got room to operate early. And, uh, gee, we're so used to seeing Paul Stewart prepare some absolute stars on the track. And, Rapido Lass, regally bred type out of Tiamo, who we know is a wonderful producer, the mum of West on Augie, and looks like throwing another nice one here with Rapido Lass. She put on an absolute clinic there in the feature final last night. Yeah, had a bit of a chat to Paul after the race. Look, he's a guy uh, who's been there and done that. He doesn't get too over the top uh, with talking his dogs up. But, uh, yeah, you can tell uh, very keen on this greyhound. Reckons it's got a lot of upside to it. He wasn't too happy 
with the start, Shorty. It was a, it was a bit of a sluggish start, fair to say, but obviously he was happy that the dog was uh, able to overcome that and still win, you know, win despite not doing everything right. So I think uh, I think we are looking at, at a pretty uh, handy dog here. No doubt, and I think JV the the fact that Rapido Lass missed the start a little bit, the the draw was the key to the race because we've seen Rapido Lass be quite comfortable heading to the outside and, and likes a bit of room to zoom. So heading forward, maybe just be a little bit weary with Rapido Lass if she is to come up a really short price and draw inside dogs that have got speed around her. But when she draws sort of those wider boxes and she gets room to really muster, as we saw last night, once she gets a few steps and gets going, she can really build momentum quite quickly. Yeah, definitely a greyhound to follow. Another dog that you threw out as a greyhound to follow last week and uh, bobbed up again last night, historic time. Yeah, it was another really nice win there last night. Uh, historic times, a dog with quite a few cheap races left up the sleeve, and, and we did suggest last week that if you followed, you'd get something, and it was an instant return with that victory last night. Um, stick with historic time, um, particularly while it's in these lower grades. You think it's got a few wins left up its sleeve over the next month or so. Yeah, knocked off the kennel mate uh, top prospect there last night. Uh, and uh, even though didn't get up, uh, Fabs, when he's one that you've got your eye on after last night as well. I certainly have. Yeah, I thought Fabs Winnie was a bit stiff last night and um, a win looks to be just around the corner. They're, often these Wednesday night sort of meetings, um, you can follow from week to week and they pop up and um, often a run like that last night's a, a great signal that Fabs Winnie's ready to win again. So uh, we'll be on board when she does get the cash, hopefully next week. Yeah, Callum was shaking his head through that one. Sorry, Cal, just let you uh, say how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I was on last night and I thought it was very stiff. I thought in the home straight I would hold on there, but it uh, didn't prevail. I think you were quite unlucky last night, Cal, so I'd suggest you follow your money next time out with Fabs Winnie. And uh, sometimes you just need that little ounce of luck. Fabs Winnie didn't have it late in that race, but the winning margin for West Omegata was narrow and uh, you can get your money back next time round with Fabs Winnie, I'd suggest. All right. What about some uh, winners from from tonight's race meeting, mate, uh, down there at Mandra? Uh, what are we looking at there? Yeah, look, uh, we had a bit of luck last Thursday, actually. Uh, Winlock Origin was a good winner at two bucks. West Om Fergus is just about ready to win again. He ran a really good race at each way odds and the result for us was Rashford last week. I thought it would pay maybe around the 250 to $3 range. It got out to $6.60. So hopefully a few of the listeners got something out of that there. Tonight I'm suggesting an all-up. I thought there were three that stood out a little bit in race three. Number one, Girraween Boy. It's got the perfect draw and a very moderate lineup. Uh, Girraween Boy should be able to boot up and be right on top of the speed. And it runs around that 22.8. It's got quite a few lengths on its opposition. So Girraween Boy to get us off to a flying start. I uh, thought that uh, race five, number six, Overbite, would be hard to beat tonight for Greg Horney. He's got his team ticking along really well at the moment, Horney. And um, I would suggest that um, Overbite, back to the 490 after a nice effort last week behind Mole Fetterbound over 600. Um, she'll be really strong to the line. I think she can run a really good race and will be hard to beat. And one at each way odds to race eight, number two, King Ranji. Um, ran a stack of placings in recent times. This is not a strong lineup. Drawn down near the fence where King Ranji likes to be. Um, wouldn't be at all surprised to see King Ranji bob up tonight at a reasonable quote. So race three, number one, Girraween Boy. Race five, number six, Overbite. And each way with race eight, number two, King Ranji. All right, that's uh, what you've got for Mandra tonight. Looking ahead to the weekend, Mandra Friday night. Of course, 
this uh, Sangrope of final shorty. It is a is an interesting race. This one, isn't it? We we had a little bit of discussion about it before. Obviously, Thrift Manelli coming in as the fastest qualifier, but certainly no certainty from out wide there. No, the key's going to be a, a, a swift getaway for Thrift Manelli out there in box number seven. Traditionally. Uh, in races where there's pace drawn inside, dogs drawn out wide can often get left out there and um, have to do a power of work. Fifth Manelli's comfortable enough with a wide draw, but there is pace drawn inside. I'll be interesting to hear what Cal thinks about this Sandgrove for final. I, I personally wouldn't want to be taking short odds about anything, and I've ended up probably having um, sort of won the win, three the place. Weston Olvey is a bit of a, a sort of safe each-way play in the race. I think Weston Olvey will tuck in behind Veyron Star. Uh, get a nice run and be finishing the race off quite well at each way odds. So um, that's sort of my uh, softish play in the final. But uh, interesting to get Cal's thoughts. Who do you think will win the big Sandgroper final, Callum? Yeah, it's a very tough one to predict the winner. I, I have to go thrift just purely because I think if it sits behind any of these dogs, even within three lengths, it will run most of these down. Uh, I think the play might be West on Olvi the place, depending on prices. Looks to get a good map with Veyron Star kicking up. Service Manelli likes to use a bit of the track, and Ford's a pretty slow beginner. So Weston uh, Olvey should get the fence there, and we know it can rattle home late. So Weston Olvey the place uh, at the moment for punting. All right, that's the Sam Groper. Uh, mate, we've got uh, that free-to-all over the 405-metre journey also down there at uh, Mandra tomorrow night. Uh, this is an interesting race as well. The dog jumping out of box one, Mermaid Manelli. You can put your house, your car, any other asset you like on it leading. Does that mean that it wins the race? I think over 405 it does. Over 490, maybe not, but uh, gamble responsibly, of course, punters. <laughs> uh, but certainly uh, Mermaid Manelli, uh, look off the inside draw. She probably better serve wider. She likes to get up the track a little bit, but in her favour, um, Dandel up Casper in box two is a slow beginner and won't get in the way of Mermaid. So even if she misses it a little bit like she did last week, she'll be able to boot up hard. Buck Manelli's been beginning really well, but I think Mermaid will boot up under. And as we saw last week, she missed a start early and still went 22.57 best of night. She's an absolute bomb over this distance where she's won seven out of eight. She'll be really hard to beat again. Are you not concerned with Mermaid wanting to use a bit of the track and you've got Buck Manelli who's gone the 5.48 early the last couple of weeks, and Turbo Fun in four, who's also a very quick beginner. No, I'm not scared. I, mean, I was scared last week when the best beginner in the state was drawn outside of her, and she basically burnt them all off with that muster. She'll do the same tomorrow night. She's a freak. Seven out of eight over the distance tells a story for us. We'll pop your house on it, Shorty. See what happens. But gamble responsibly too. Shorty is exactly. Shorty is the Jacques Cousteau of uh, Greyhound races. Anything uh, sea related, and particularly mermaid, he's definitely on board. What? About, okay, you mentioned Turbo Fun there, like a magpie attracted to shiny things. I love dogs that are on uh, winning streaks. This dog, you, you, even though it might be overalled here, is going uh, really well at the moment, isn't it? Oh, Turbo Fun and Buckmanelli. So boxes three and four. Cal's alluded to the greyhounds that could make it awkward for Mermaid Manelli in three and four, and they're both coming in with the cricket wickets next to their name, the one one one. So look, they're, they're both up in grade though, and Mermaid is just a proven performer in the top grade. But uh, if Mermaid does anything wrong or misses it or gets tangled up, then those two dogs can absolutely play a part. They're working their way up to top grade though from some cheaper races. So whether or not they can handle the heat that Mermaid puts on when she applies the blowtorch. Uh, there's only been one occasion out of eight that she hasn't come through triumphant in that scenario. 
Yeah, and Turbo Fun, just keep in mind, punters, that was scratched and has a little had a little bit of time off and up in grade. So uh, might be might need the run. All right. Uh, what about Ebby uh, referee, referee, the following race, race eight? Looks a great value play. I haven't seen any prices out yet, but I, I would have thought every referee would be a decent quote. And from this draw four back was a winner in 2281. Uh, last time out, led throughout. It's a race where there's almost no early pace, which is unusual for a mixed grade four and five. Normally there's a couple of dogs with pace, but I can see every referee just landing straight on the arm here. And um, she handles a wide draw, no problem at all. She's got that good early pace. You know, Mid-660s will see her straight to the front here. I don't think they'll see which way she's gone. So I thought she looked to be one of the standout bets at a decent price tomorrow night at Manza Race 8, number 7, Ebby Referee. All right. Uh, just really quickly, Shorty, a, a quick one for the Paradise Street Trophy at Cannington on Saturday. Ripper final, tough to dissect. Uh, I've ended up with the dog that I was with last week, Cindy's Oliver. Um, ran the second fastest ever time, over 600. I think Inversion can run a place at good odds off the inside draw, race six, number one. But I'll go each way. Cindy's Oliver, if the market uh, does reflect. And some nice, nice bets through the night. Twix Manelli early, Pixie Manelli late, heaps of Kuna late, and Classy Riot. Watch out for it in race eight, number five. It trolled 21.48 recently, which is airborne. Yeah, it was uh, huge. The form prior to that wasn't uh, sensational, but uh, let's hope that uh, can translate the trial form uh, into a race, right? Absolutely, and Buster's come up with the red again. We've renamed, we've nicknamed him Clifford, the big red dog, because every time a box draw comes out, Buster the Brute comes up with a cherry. Oh, unbelievable, Buster isn't the it? Brute, it always comes back there. It certainly it? does. All right, thank you, Shorty. Uh, good luck and good punting, sir. We'll speak to you next week. Cal, quickly, what do you got uh, for the next few nights? So tonight at Mad, I'll be backing uh, race five, number three, Meter Eater. We talked about that dog before. Uh, race seven, number five, Orion to Owen, one in free for all grade last time. I think it just repeats that again. And a uh, little spec bet on race three, number one, Brookton Bomber. Hasn't been racing all that well, but comes up with the box one, can muster up the fence and hopefully hold on. Perfect. And Saturday, we'll just back in Cindy's Oliver, like Shorty said, because that's all we have time for. Another episode of Go Greyhounds. Thank you very much for joining us. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche.